you are not just missioned. We are not just missioned to do what we think that we need to do. But we will never uncover the true depth of our work and the magic that we are truly here to do until we start taking one step and one action and then the other step and going in and in, in stepping into the cone, stepping into the mission. It's like you will never know what it feels like um, double booking yourself with clients because you have too many clients if you don't start your Instagram page, right? right? It's like in, in if, you, if you don't put yourself out there, right? So you, you will never have bigger problems if you don't conquer first the, the little problems. And in this context of the conversation, it's like you will never grab the big mission which is like, oh my God, like so many humans like listening to this podcast right now and connected to us, like they are a uh, mission to download new modalities, bodies of work, things that don't exist. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cyclical Living Podcast, a podcast that will inspire and empower you to live your full, cyclical, soulful life. I am Sara Dusilara founder of the Wild Rose Mystery School, a place dedicated to reawakening the wild, cyclical ways of our earth, body, and soul. Enjoy this episode, my love. Marga is a soul mission activator, mission brand strategist with over nine years plus experience, and a soul business mentor. She helps spiritually gifted coaches, channelers, and visionary entrepreneurs amplify their impact, wealth, and joy through their mission business so that together we assist the rising of humanity. She is an online business manager for seven-figure entrepreneurs, the founder of the Mission Soul Movement, a mother of two teen daughters, and a devoted lover of her partner. Welcome everybody to a new episode of the Cyclical Living Podcast. And my special guest today is Marga Valverde. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing that very American, <laughs> just Spanish. Well, it's a Mexican name, probably. Yeah, Mexico. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's got, it's uh, the last name come from, comes from Spain, but Valverde. It's kind of very similar. You did amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Marga is my guest and I'm super excited to bring her into the podcast. I have done a course with Marga and I am a really passionate follower from her online space. And Marga is helping us to bring our business back into our soul, right? And to make our voice on the online space so connected to the soul and such a beautiful offer. And the secret, not so secret mission really for Marga is to support us in regrilling the internet with soulful messaging and not so much of the debris and all of the attention grabbing, but the true heartfelt connection and that that can happen online as well. And I think it's so beautiful because in the spiritual community, there's often some negativity around it. But when we turn it around, it can become a tool of great empowerment and change. Um, so that is just one of the pillars that Marco works around. And so in this conversation, we'll dive deep into all of the others or 
at least the most uh, prominent ones. So welcome, Marga. Yay, I'm so flattered and excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the first question that I often open with is asking the guest speaker what cyclical living means to them or for you. And um, yeah, could you tell me how do you see cyclical living and in what way do you approach your life from a cyclical point of view? Yeah, so to me, like the first thing that uh, I can really relate to is that cyclical is the opposite of linear. And in my in my view, and I'm so lucky to be in this position where my soul, my own soul evolution has made me remember that we are multidimensional beings. Cyclical living means uh, being able to being a multidimensional being and that you know has so many tangents depending on uh where you look at it right so it it can mean you are healing and remembering your soul while also doing amazing stuff in the world while also having roles and also um what i love about the cyclical living is that you know it's a it's a circle so it's unifying so, you know, like what I love about, unif you know, everything unification is that that's how this is supposed to feel like. It's not like, oh, my spiritual journey is, you know, making, it's creating separation, it's creating hierarchy, it's creating distortion. I cannot relate to these people or mm -hmm. sometimes the fears, oh, I'm not going to outgrow my environment, my couple, this and that. And so in the in the circle, we find that there's um, space for everything. And inside of the circle, I see like, oh, yeah, these multiple dimensions and also how we get to have, to have the opportunity to bring ourselves back to the center point of that circle. And from that, like expand. And so um, I must say that at the beginning, I was a little bit confused thinking that, oh, cyclical living means only like living, you know, in attunement with the rhythms of your body and as a woman with our cycles or the cycles of the earth. And I understand that that is part of the wisdom that you bring. And so, but, but after, you know, like having a look at also other aspects that you bring in this podcast for your uh, listeners about cyclical living is like oh yeah you know it's going from you know I am I'm supposed to have a trajectory and move on a straight line mm -hmm. to I am at the center of this circle and this circle is like encompasses everything mm. yeah that's so beautiful and it's so liberating that thought and grounding at the same time you know if we keep coming back to that center and from there take action in any sort of the direction of the circle I love that and I love that you brought it in because indeed cyclical living often we think about living in tune with the seasons and as you said and the body and even when I did some research on um, Instagram with the hashtag cyclical living, the only thing that comes up really is the feminine body. And yes, that is so important, at least, I mean, especially today for women to reclaim that. But as you just said so beautifully, cyclical living is so much more than that. And it truly can be of benefit for everybody and not just people in a feminine body or anything like that. And so I really love that bringing back to the center and 
Yeah, could you tell me maybe what is your center? Where do you keep bringing it back to? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> um, my center is my soul and my soul mission. Um, I 100% like can identify with being a mission soul. So someone who is here in the planet with a call to do something or maybe like bigger things. And, um, and, and I can see that that has been the center because for many years, what that looked like was me being able to discover and uncover who I was not to come back into the truth of who I was mm -hmm. through many, you know, like different types of, you know, like years of basically healing, what we call the healing journey, right? But anywhere between like uh, using um, plant medicine to making life-changing decisions, having deep initiations in my life. Um, and now that I feel like more integrated into uh, so many shit has already unplugged, you know, like I'm in, in the, in now it's like, it's a, a new level of the game mm. and it's pretty exciting, exciting too. Right. So, um, meaning like, you know, learning how to create, yeah. Like stepping into your role as creator of, of words and realities mm -hmm. and uncovering more of your gifts and yeah, so my center has always been around any of these. And, and it's at the end of the day, it's uh, being a mission soul just means that there's something in your soul that you agree to. Mm. And when you, the more you uncover that relationship with your soul, the more you will be able to, to uncover and unfold right. the, the, you know, the, what those contracts are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. And as you're speaking, I can't help but reflect it to my own mission, you know, my soul mission, because I as well, 100% identify, you know, whenever I, when I read the, the book of um, Dolores Cannon, three waves of volunteers, I was like, oh, oh that's me. <laughs> um, so I don't know, for those who have, have read it, it's, it's, um, you know, but that that idea of that the soul is here on earth to help create and especially at these turbulent times, so many of us have these deep longings for creative projects. And for me, I think ever since I was 14 years old or so, I always when people ask me, what do you want have done at the end of your life? The answer always was, I want to leave the earth greener than I found it. And with greener, mm -hmm. I mean the plants. And then that's what I love as well as when you spoke about that circle no matter what I do, even if I'm not consciously thinking about it and having it as my North Star, at the end, when I reflect, I was going in that direction anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing with the soul mission, I feel, is that there are so many roads of going there, right? It's not a straight line. And you'll, you'll get there eventually because it's a soul contract. It's so much bigger than just us an, as an individual. And I feel that idea is somehow relaxing as well as that is good and you got time. Um, yeah. And so maybe can, on that note, could you speak a little bit about um, the idea of soul business or maybe you call it soul mission um, and how we have time, but also the time is now. I feel that's, yeah. that's a bit your message is we, we have time to take our own journey with it, but also the time is now to actually start 
<laughs> so 100%. Yeah, so we can call it um, mission business. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it is 100% a mission. And in the higher ascension of this paradigm, it's called mission because the paradigm of business, this is why I never say just business, um, it, it's anchoring the third dimension and, and it's, it has a lot of like plugins that honestly, like they don't, they don't, they don't resonate that mm. lack, you know, resonance with our souls. And, um, and yes, I, it's interesting because I, I always remember this thing, um, about 2012 and in 2012, uh, the world, uh, the, the time ended basically, you know, like you remember, like there was like this big thing and it's the end of the Mayan calendar, which is so funny because right now I'm in Mayan lands. I'm in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, near Tulum. And like all of this is Mayan lands. And one of the things I remember someone brought to me is that uh, the Mayans build the pyramids in squares. Mm -hmm. And then at the, but this also signified that, you know, once you get to the, to the top of the pyramid, right? It's like that linearity, it gets broken forever. And so like, since I, this is how I see it, like since 2012, like we're no longer co-creating with time as we knew it. Mm -hmm. And time definitely not, you know, and, and you see it, right? Like it, the way it flows, everything. And so if there is no time, then for me, it's like the time is now. The only time that we have is now. When you think about what it truly means to feel that call and to have that flame with blazing radiance in your soul that wants to expand in the world and that has you be this obsessed person that invests so much in courses and their own evolution, their own journey, all of this, all of this big ball of energy is not for you it's not just for you at the beginning of our journeys is for us but then like what happens is that for for mission souls this is like the urge that's birth where so many of us feel like i'm eight months pregnant i know something <laughs> needs to come out and you know it this is where for so many people it gets frustrated frustrating because it's like how do i go from this ball of energy inside of me and the and the deep fear of I cannot die without with this inside of me right. to uh oh so what you know putting it out there right and what I always bring this back and this is like at the core at the core of the soul essence of of mission soul and, and everything like my, in my mission is that none of this is about you but about that that you allow to flow through you and when and this permeates in the planet as your own shine your own light which then creates this ripple effect and so when you do not surrender your limitations your human limitations around being seen around showing up more um you know about bringing this out you're not only just capping your financial success or your personal success, you are preventing the evolution of the entire planet. And so like, if we think about that for a moment, it's like, 
our greatest job is to surrender to this that needs to flow through us and it will it's important that you know you beautiful human listening to this transmission right now that it is through you and it doesn't matter if a lot of people have the same message if they are doing similar things if they have bigger platforms there is a reason why you listen to this podcast and you are not utilizing your now moment you're listening to another podcast because you love Sarah's voice, because you love her approach. So what I'm saying here is that the light has no shape, that the form, you know, of evolution and of source has no shape, but that, that takes when it goes, when it goes through you. So kind of like when water goes through a pipe versus uh, it's contained in a glass of water. So the inner makeup of your personality, your ego, your intelligence, your wisdom, your experiences, all of that shapes how things come out in things in and someone needs to receive it from from your channel. Mm -hmm. Not one person, like a lot of people. Because usually what happens is that um when you're giving them it's like you're the you're this this pokes it is like kind of like um you receive something that has been that a lot of humans have prayed for mm. and and this is you know like it's not it's it was never 100 yours to even that extent like some people has have been asking to receive this message from someone exactly like you exactly like you it needs to be you and so the problem is that, you know, like you are there, like thinking, oh, but other people are doing it and, oh, look so-and-so and they have the big platform and it's like the message is out there and that's not how it works. Mm. Like some people will only be able to ascend into the next platform by going with you because you're soul family. You are the light that they're meant to see, like the lighthouse. Um so um, maybe I lost track of your question. <laughs> it's amazing um, because you answered a question that I had in my mind. So you picked on that perfectly. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I love, um, I just love your activation fire. You have such a gift for that. Um, and you make it feel so safe to, as you say, to speak the, the gifts that you carry and, and, us alone basically right because that is true we all have our own puzzle of our own experiences our own like the courses that we've done and that we've put together and then mix it and alchemize it into the the personal little version and that is also something that in this soul mission business that we're creating is there is not that template that the business has the 3d business of um uh what's the word uh, uh, I, <laughs> when, uh, like conquering and needing to be the only one and needing to be at the competition, top of the competition. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I was looking for. And I noticed that in, within myself as well, you know, I'm retraining that and through working with you and, you know, in that, in that field as well is that it is a co-creation when we're looking at it as in it's our soul mission and we're here to create the new age, the new earth that lives in harmony with one another, then we cannot do it on our own. So when somebody else has a similar message or uses a similar word, 
instead of going into the ancient 3D business competition way of like, oh no, my idea is stolen. Oh, I'm not unique anymore. Ah, oh, darn it. I have to burn it all down and start again or conquer that one and uh, say mean things to that one. No, we get to be like, whoa, okay, that's an ally. Great. Can we co-create? Co and maybe it's not necessary to do that physically to get into contact, but just each in their own circle, really. And then we grow together because it is ultimately together. And I always link it into when I hear um, with my sisters as well, when we speak about it and my clients and they have these fears of, oh, but other people are doing it. What I say is like in Belgium, we have so many doctors, right? So many doctors, but almost all the doctor uh, practices are full. They don't take any new patients anymore because there's so much desire, like need to go to the doctor. But there are so many doctors. Well, what I envision or what we envision is the same, but then for soulful um, mission businesses or coaches or, you know, all of that um, at the, or the, the world is that the more that we are, the more there will be a demand of it like or a request and a need for it as well. And so there mm -hmm. is only growth in that way and not that competition. Yeah, like what you're, what you're tuning in is very important because what you're tapping into, uh, well, first is, um, yeah, like instead of, especially when you are a highly gifted uh, spiritual being, right, which brings basically magic um, into the world, then like the, the, the fact that other people are already receiving this type of magic from someone else, it just means that the consciousness is expanding in that direction. And so then what that makes, what, what that's going to bring is even more, um, it's like the morphic field of people who are uploading those codes and going there into their with their lives right for example wanting to live more in nature or wanting to live uh, in a more authentic way uh you know in in their lives right so more people are going to start pick up on that and then it is exactly what you said like there's going to be even more need and and the other does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. So, and then like the, the other thing that, that to me is, uh, uh, that I want to put out there, right. For these people that think, yeah, but you know, like already others are doing it and, and whatnot. It's like, um, you are not just missioned. We are not just missioned to do what we think that we need to do, but we will never uncover the true depth of our work and the magic that we are truly here to do until we start taking one step and one action and then the other step and going in and in, in stepping into the cone stepping into the mission it's like you will never know what it feels like um double booking yourself with clients because you have too many clients if you don't start your Instagram page, right? right? It's like, and if you, if you don't put yourself out there, right? So you will, you will never have bigger problems if you don't conquer first the, the little problems. And in this context of the conversation, it's like, you will never grab the big mission 
which is like, oh my God, like so many humans like listening to this podcast right now and connected to us, like they are a uh, mission to download new modalities, bodies of work, things that don't exist. Mm. So is it, are people truly doing what you're here to do? Mm. Yeah. I'm just going to let that land. <laughs> 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 that was a mic drop moment no it was truly yes 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 a holy yes to that and and I agree so so deeply and then that in that I really hear the release of the ego and the release of the 3d template of uh you know the word that comes up is patterning oh I've invented something I'm gonna put a patent on it not that there's something wrong with doing that but it, it becomes bigger than that, right? It becomes so much bigger than that because it's, it's tapped into the multidimensionality of their soul, but also of the earth. And yeah, maybe can you speak a little bit about that greater field and how to co-create with also what comes through is, and I actually really wanted to bring this into the podcast and I haven't spoken about it that much yet because I've kept it more grounded, <laughs> but I feel like now, okay, the roots are being set and we can get, we can go up and we can go and expand. A lot of the things that we're also doing in these soul mission businesses is co-creating with other star nations. And can you speak a little bit about that? Because I know that you know very much about that as well. Um, and then, yeah, maybe also, a little guide for for people who want to start being opening opening themselves up for those bodies of work to come through their bodies you know like a, as a vessel and then it doesn't Amazing. become so personal but mm -hmm. very collective and that's where Amazing. the power is yeah beautiful i just took some notes because yeah. there are like three things there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh the first part the first answer uh, to the first part of the question, you know, like this templating of being protective and, um, you know, not wanting others to steal my idea and, oh my God, but I first coined that term and, and this and that, uh, you know, what came through is like, would you get mad if when you died, the world got greener, not just because of the plants that you planted, but because of the plants that your neighbor planted? Oh, I would be happy. Yes, of course. It's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so this is where, um, and I love how you, you know, like you're linking it also with this multi-dimensional um, aspect of co-creation too, because at the end of the day, my beautiful mission soul listening to this transmission, um, you didn't come here to, you know, like to just have a business or a mission business and experience what that feels and like you know i don't know like having like this outrageous beautiful wild uh, joy and abundance and all of this but the primary mission of mission souls of light on earth is to anchor more light and so for example as a result of you listening to this conversation there are certain things that are going to drop and then over the course of the next days or weeks there's something that's going to come out of your mouth that is the 
over elaboration in your own in the intimacy of your own being of the things that you receive but then like that specific way in which you put it out there someone that speaks your same frequency language is going to grab on that and then like what we are seeing there is a transference of codes and so like codes are like these packages of information and everything has uh codes right and so it's like that is that is how this expands and so that is the primary mission that is the primary mission people can you know and so it's at the end it's like it's like and then we i also want to bring the past to the present moment so many of us are not here for the first time trying to fulfill this mission and we died we were burned at the stake things happen we left things incomplete so one of the things that sarah was saying is like we have time can you talk about this quote-unquote duality of we have time but yet the time is now and so on one part it's like the time is now because the world does need you yesterday and stop getting in the, in the way of source wanting to flow through you and always and also wanting to show you what magic feels like and what living in a magical life feels like but on the other side of this quote-unquote duality we have this paradigm of knowing that you are eternal and this won't be the this is not the first time that you're here to fulfill this mission of anchoring your soul codes on earth and it won't be the last for so many of you and even for so many of you, you 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 actually tra travel and traverse like the, the universe, fulfilling this mission, knowing that you're fully eternal and that's the true nature of who you are. Is it fair to say that there's also time? That time is also like that. There, there's no lack. There's abundance. That you know, like. You don't need to have everything ready for yesterday. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, it is this, right? It's a uh, from from this from this point. Um, then it's like okay, so you know that that's knowing that that's the true mission. Um, then we get to like really start getting a grasp on what this is truly about, right? Um, and then when it comes to, oh, star races and co-creation and, um, well, you ask me, Sarah, like you, you tell me, my love, like what would you work? Cause it, it can go like into to so many uh, places. I think one of the, the things that you said, and you know, how could we, could we offer more to this co-creation? Mm, but yeah. now that, you know, like what's coming through and that is going to serve the anchoring. Right. Of um, some of these. So what I feel is the soul mission businesses and what we're talking about, what we're speaking in, it is a co-creation. It's not just, you know, Marga sitting on her own, having an idea, Sarah sitting on her own, having an idea. I think because we, we, we both had that, long journey of healing for me as well it took me i don't know i think seven years of personal healing before i actually 
Well, I think even longer, seven or eight or nine years of personal healing before I started to go out there. I'm not saying that everybody needs to do that, right? But um, that inner healing was, now that I see it, it's not so much as a healing, but it was more of an opening up, opening up the channel, right? Because we're being stuffed with so many stuff, you know, codes, as you were saying, you know, think of the matrix when Neo gets plugged in and has all these codes downloaded in him. This is what is happening basically to us all the time. And so that personal healing journey, what we spoke about in the beginning, to me, that is decoding all of the stuff that we don't want. We get conscious about like, mm, okay, these are sets of codes that I've received somewhere, but they're not in alignment with my soul. They're not in alignment with my path here. So what are the codes of my path, my soul's journey here on earth. And for me, I get them from nature. Obviously, I get them from the plants, from literally drinking plants on a daily basis, from sitting outside, you know, with the trees. Um, and, and of course, more, you know, my spiritual practice as a priestess of Avalon and all that stuff. Um, and then others I know work with the Pleiades a lot or, you know, the other, other star nations and they downloaded in that way. And basically what is just happening, I feel is opening up the channel for the message to come through. And then we as humans with our fleshy bodies and our voices and our hands that are all very practical can go, can go out there and do stuff, either make an Instagram post that will change someone's life or, or give that little bit of comfort that they really need it at that moment or create that um that workshop series or the coaching trajectory that truly opens somebody up to the deepest of themselves so that they can start to get giving and so everything that i do all my offers and of course i'm not perfect but i make it my mission and i'm constantly readjusting everything that i do sitting in communion with the trees with the plants you know especially now for wise women rising which is about plant healing it's the plans that tell me what to do. I work with God, God is Bridget. It's Bridget that tells me what to do, or at least how I understand it, right? And then, of course, because it's not that clear communication, it always adjusts and transforms. And so that's what I wanted to bring in, is that that mission, soul mission, it is a co-creation. It's not an individual doing a business and then getting really rich so that their faces can be on billboards and posters and everybody of the company knows, oh, this is the CEO. No, it can be, you know, from love, but not from that ooh, hierarchy tyrant way, which is the drama cycle, which is what we don't need is a, is a code that we want to unplug, but from that co-creation with oof, the full web of life, right? The full mm -hmm. cosmos depending yes. on where you want to take it yeah mm, amazing yes okay now the, now the codes landed <laughs> <laughs> so um missions also of light they um are created in a very specific planet in their soul blueprint so you know how you know like people say oh you chose your parents before you incarnated yeah. and you uh chose to have certain experiences it's right. So mission souls choose to have certain experiences like prior to incarnation to help the evolution go in a certain way where you end up or exactly where you need to end up. And so that the next phase of the journey starts unfolding. And this is an ever unfolding thing. Um, 
but these um what I understand and this I, I have received from my mentor, her name is Gabby Kowalski. So if you're someone that is listening to this and it's like, oh my God, I want to hear like all about these things, like go find her on uh, GabbyKowalski.com or YouTube or not. And, um, and it's that certain star races that very specific, they also um, help the creation and the light codes that are imprinted in these soul blueprint right so it's like the soul mission blueprint and the soul blueprint of a the soul group blueprint of a human being is pretty much like a map that is going to unfold and yes beautiful soul you do have a free will 100 percent uh yet at the same time like this is something that you are you know like you also agree to it and like it's it's kind of like you know part of part of the mission right and part of the architecture basically this is that architecture stuff uh soul architecture and so in saying this uh so right there and there we start uh witnessing that certain star races uh collaborated with the makeup and the fabric of fabrics of your own soul and um that creates a link you know kind of like you know, you're, if I, if I tell you your ex-boyfriend's mother, you're like, oh, you know, you don't have her in your life, but you kind of like remember. And that person is like there in the field of, I knew her once or whatever. And so it's like on every, um, right there, there are connections. And then on every incarnation, um, your soul has cr created some friends. So m most likely Sarah and I, uh, at some point of our lives, uh, met each other um, you know it's like you experience this connection with other human beings but you're also a very specific member of your family you have a family that is non-physical and you chose to be the human um, member for however amount of incarnations in however amount of planets you know let's keep it on earth for now but it's like you know like and so it's like they are there and for them, like you're a badass because um, being a, a human being is quite, quite special. Like other light beings don't have emotions or process emotions. Like we generate our own energy as human beings. And that is our emotions, energy in motion, right? So you are them. They are you. You create these connections uh, across the multiple timelines. And like the 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 one thing that i find you know like i want to give you right now also is this awareness of think about it like this uh we are um trained to believe and think that we have a soul mm -hmm. right and so like this is this even creates like this paradox of okay so when i die where is my soul gonna go right now the in the quantum, like if you go to quantum physics, um, you know, they state that everything is happening at the same time. The constrictions of time are only on, like exist only on planet Earth in the universe, like nowhere else in the universe, they experience anything like, like the human time. So this is very, you know, like this brings like a filter for us humans but so if everything is happening at the same time, um, now let's go back to this thing of I have a soul. In actuality, your soul 
has a you. So my soul has a marker that is talking to you right now. And it also has other versions of me that had multiple lifetimes on earth. Uh, if you are somewhere that someone that identifies herself um, or, or yeah, like, or if you're a man himself as a um, um, witch or a wizard and you have this soul remembrance and you know, you have past memories, like all of this is happening at the same time, future versions of you versions in other galaxies. And so what I'm saying also here is that um, once we come into, into this remembering and we awaken to this remembering, then we can know that we are so freaking not alone. We are so not alone. Like from the genesis of our soul's birth, we were never alone. Like, you know, like there was always, and, and this is not a, oh my God, my connections. And there are souls who are earthlings. Like they don't have this multidimensionality aspect about themselves. And that's, that doesn't mean anything. You know, this is, that doesn't mean anything. But for you, if you resonate with all of this, then like, this is where, you know, like you, you're, you, as you go and step deeper and deeper into this paradigm, you also have tools available to you, like with your intention, calling for help and calling for this peace that you need and calling for abundance. And this is where miracles and synchronicities happen. And this is why you see 11-11, 4-44, and it's like they are there like saying, like, you know, like teasing you, right? Like you're not alone, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And um, and so co-creating your mission means you co-created with your soul, right? And we can speak so much about that because that's really the foundation of being able to unplug your, your mission and yourself from the matrix. You also co-create your mission with your higher self. And then like you also have a huge soul family and a huge mission family. And the mission team or mission team family are, yes, light beings that are connected to you, but they are mission to support your mission. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that reminds me of uh, the... Um... Morgana, for example, with the Celts, she is working through so many priestesses at the moment, right? So many priestesses who are aligning themselves with reclaiming the fullness of the feminine, not just the light, but also the dark. And then Morgana would be this overarching, um, uh, well, you could call her an ascendant master because she did have a physical um, practice or Yeshua and Magdalena and their their, their, their story, you know, their, this family then also assists so many beings on their mission. Yeah, I can see the difference. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so, so beautiful. And um, what came through me is that if anyone was listening and who's like, not yet, uh, but I, I trust that many who are listening are already deeply in this and they know uh, who they resonate and who not. But if anybody's listening and doesn't really know 
if they have or who would be part of their soul mission or soul family, then I would say, listen to the body because the body really does um, give cues just as much as you said, synchronicities out there of the 1111 or books or whatever, you know, or when you think about, oh, I'm not going to do that course. And then you get a text of somebody saying like, hey, what's that course about, right? Those are synchronicities as well. Um, but the body also lets us know. So um, for example, I remember the first time when I heard the word Lemuria, my whole body's got chills, like all over. Um, and that, that happens often, you know, when something is really true and deeply resonant, the body will let us know as well. Mm. Yeah, and, and I'm going to put it out there because I have assisted like so many, um, you know, so many visionaries that and train other light workers and star seeds and, and all of these and quantum healers and the whole bit. Like you could reach out to me on Instagram at Mission Soul and, and just ask Marga, I heard na, 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 and I would like to deepen my soul remembrance and my knowing about these aspects of me. Who do you recommend me to work with? And then like I, I will send you some links and then you're you're you'll choose with your own excitement uh, because these things have also uh, unfold for me, not by having like um, memories and flashes and things, but by working with really um, trained and advanced and full of light uh, quantum quantum practitioners, quantum coaches, channelers, and trans channelers. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's also um, where I see like, it's not a must to work with a teacher or a high priestess or a quantum healer or anything like that. But it's such an accelerator. And I feel that um, if the mission business is all that you want to do, right? Because for me, when people for, for a, a year, it really didn't go anywhere, my mission business. And people kept telling me like, oh, why don't you just stop it and do, do a normal, regular job? And they were throwing at them like <laughs> long-term great payments and please stay working with us. I was like, no, no, because there's only one way for me and that's this way. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Then if you are like that, if you're as serious as that on your soul mission, then I feel working with somebody, it really is, I don't want to say a must because it's not like you're going to get punished if you don't do it, but it's, it's, it's a cat catalyst and it's yes. the accelerator. I 100% yes. agree. Yeah. I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. And it's like following your excitement, following yeah. your curiosity, right? Like, uh, yes, yes, for sure. If it resonates with you, it's definitely because there's something there for you. Yeah. Right. Um, and then there's one last piece that I really wanted to bring in into this and ask you um, is you also work a lot about allowing the doors of the financial abundance to open up. And I feel this is an important conversation to have with people who have a spiritual soul mission business, because often still there's a lot of grids that have us separate those two. I mean, these are ancient, right? Uh, coming from um, our long history that are not serving us anymore. Because of course, if we are fully abundant financially, we just, it means that we have more means to put into our mission. If I would have a million euros, I could build a very beautiful forest, right? I could buy land and I could actually get a forest out there. Um, so more money is more mission <laughs> and more manifestation. But could you speak a little bit about that um, to the people listening who want to open up their hearts and their bodies to financial abundance. Absolutely. Um, 
Well, the first thing to know is that money will only amplify who you are. Okay, so if you can trust in your own light, in, their own, in your own purity of intentions, what is there to fear? What is there to poo-poo about? We needed it. We needed it. We, you know, like this is how humanly things evolved. Money exists in that form, in that physical form. It's not the only form. Money can come in many ways and money does not equal abundance. But if you, this is the way I see it. It's like, if you know that you are this powerful to the point where you said, I'm going to incarnate on earth. Like it was your choice. I'm going to be here in the most revolved times, in the most turbulent times, because your compassion is that big. If you, if you know where you come from, if you know that you're a particle of source intelligence expressing itself, then is money really bigger than you? Like, is there any amount that is truly impossible? And so my invitation to you is that you find the ways to deconstruct the meaning that you are giving to having money, to people not having money, to the way people spend money. Like, because the more you can step into a space of neutrality in the way you perceive this energy, the more it can become your actual friend. If Sarah right now, she had like bad thoughts about me. She she was like, this Marga, like why is she always like wearing this top and look like she's like half naked and blah 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 it's like could i could i could i grace her her life with my presence <laughs> could i be friend could i get into no you know it's like my heart would be like mm. and so it's like oh it's like when we let go of these things like money wants to enter your life money wants to co-create with you and the truth of the matter is that Money in the right hands will change the world. And then if you bring it like one level higher, the way it would change the world is by expressing even more love. Because for example, like Sarah said, I, I love this planet. I want to leave and I want it to be more green. I want that the planet is more green when I, when I leave. And if she had more money, she, what did she say? Oh, I would plant an enormous, ginormous forest. Right? And so it's like her heart intentions would be able to materialize in very specific ways. And those ways breathe love 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 so then it is almost safe to say that more money equals more love that when yeah so that when money is in the right hands money in like more money in your hands equals it means more ways to express 
yourself and you know all that all that you are in on earth and so um yeah this could even like be like you know like like <laughs> explode some fuses in our brains but if some of these like resonates resonates trust that even in hearing these words and finding like uh, the the attunement and peace with with that like already already uh all uh already so much information that is distorted left the field and and so like that's that's really where i would where i would tell people to to start mm. that's so beautiful mm. and i love the way that you say it so peaceful and with so much love i could feel it like my whole body just calmed down and opened up so thank you so much for your wisdom <laughs> <laughs> um all right so my final question is one that i ask again all the guest speakers and that is um i asked them to paint a picture of how the world would look like if everybody was living in a cyclical way or in this case it could also be if everybody was truly living their soul's mission mm -hmm. without any you know doubts Uh, fogging the way but truly radiating their soul's mission out and manifesting it that's a very good question <laughs> <laughs> well the way i see this this world um you know like looking in the, the picture it's um more humans being able to self-express Everything being recreated, absolutely everything. The way we eat, the way we treat the earth, the way finances, quote unquote, works, uh, like everything, everything being completely recreated to be able to make room to what has been missing, which is the capacity to, to just feel, like communicate through the heart, like be from the heart being from the heart um and then if that was to like yeah like there will be most likely um some star races or some et friends that would feel confident to come and now help us purify the oceans and we would be there would be like so much more compassion you know where there is no more victim and perpetrator but hurt souls being healed and seen and the full planet earth being restored at its original um the original frequency but this time and unlike while during unlike other golden ages that happened on earth it would probably last will probably last longer. We would have learned how to honor ourselves and how to honor our brothers, sisters, honor the children. It'll be like a healed humanity. And we would live in glory in full, the full expression of abundance, which is always there. It's always there when you look at nature. And more humans being able to call more of their soul memory to create amazing things. Yeah. 
magic, opening portals, co-creation with fairies and so much beautiful things, so much beautiful things. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and with the words of the quantum physics, it's already happening. It's already, it's already yeah. <laughs> yes, this is so important. This is so, so important. Yes, the earth already ascended. The earth already is at that frequency. And so this is what it means to hold the timeline and being able to create a reality. When if you were to spend at least like seriously, it's only it's all that it takes. Just one minute of your time holding that timeline. It would help us get there faster. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it will help also to get clear on what your part of the puzzle is, right? Oh, As you yeah. were speaking about, speaking about. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, Beautiful. yes. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So, Marga, if people want to work with you, where can they find you? Yes. Um, well, links will be obviously in the show notes, but you can also mention it. Amazing. So, if you're more on Facebook, find me at uh, Marga Valverde. Um, right, like add me as a friend on Instagram on my page at Mission Soul. Like this is a place where I code that where I share the most amount of codes. I also have a beautiful Facebook community. Um, so um, if you find me on Facebook or or on Instagram, you'll be able to join. And uh, let's get into a conversation because I would really love to know, like, why do you feel drawn to expand your mission, what your vision for the planet is about? Because I'm an amplifier of that. Mm. And that's what happens when we work together. So that'll be like the first thing to absolutely know. And, and so, yeah, find me on Instagram. Yes. And I really recommend to go and work with Marga because she, like she said, she's an amplifier. It's not, it's not just a word. It's true. And I felt it for myself as well. So, yeah. So thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and for sharing this so many beautiful wisdom codes with all of us mm -hmm. and activating the hearts and the souls. <laughs> so happy to be here thank you so much for having me i want to thank you for listening to this episode my love if you feel inspired to work with me on a deeper level then i invite you to check out my offers on my website wildrosemysteryschool.com or through instagram where you can find me as deuce.sarah and for now sending you much love and cyclical bliss